Welcome to the Aspieland Podcast. I'm your host, John Allen. Come with me on an adventure into the world of Asperger syndrome, also called autism spectrum disorder. Everyone is welcome here, whether you have the disorder or you're interested in learning more about it. We're here to help you understand, share, and relate. We're just about to get started, so come on in. Greetings and welcome to Aspieland. My name is John Allen, and I'm honored to be your host. If you're new to this podcast, you're especially welcome here. This is a podcast for everyone, whether you have Asperger's Syndrome Autism Spectrum Disorder or you're a neurotypical. It's my fondest desire that those of you with Asperger's Syndrome and Autism Spectrum Disorder would gain confidence in yourselves, relief from your strife, and hope for the future. For those of you that are neurotypical, well, I hope these messages are not only really informative, but will help you to reach out and make relationships happen for everyone who may have autism spectrum disorder or Asperger's syndrome or, or other neurodiverse conditions. Well, let's get started, shall we? Well, my house on Old Robin Avenue was great. To this day, it was my favorite house. I loved everything about it. When I was about 10 years old, we had to move to make room for this new high school expansion, and they had to bulldoze my house. We ended up moving into this big house north of the tracks. So I had to make acquaintances with a whole new set of rooms and a small backyard with a big tree in the middle, which made almost no backyard at all. I also had to go to a new school, and that meant, you guessed it, new kids. I got to know my way around, seeing kids in the neighborhood and in school, and after a few years I knew of a lot of kids, but they didn't know me. Now, when I was younger, I was kind of the Charlie Brown of my existence. I always felt like I was never accepted, always rejected, and always left out. I was rarely, rarely invited to parties, and even when I was, it was usually by accident or by a parent's insistent that their kids be good neighbors and invite that young boy. Once I was asked to actually come to a small party of one of the kids' homes, I saw some kids that I knew by sight and tried to make myself inconspicuous. I wasn't comfortable at the party, and to be honest, I wasn't even sure what to do while I was there. Well, I was sitting on this long couch, and one of these guys sat next to me. After a few moments of awkward silence, the guy next to me said, Hi, I'm Joe. What's your name? Well, I, 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 I told him my name and I looked straight ahead, trying not to show how nervous and perplexed I was. He asked me a couple of other questions about where I lived, you know, just small talk, really. But it was so hard for me to talk. I had a hard time trying to relax and, and it showed when I answered the questions. Well, more awkward silence, and then another guy sat on the other side of me. So I had one on my left and one on my right. And I couldn't make eye contact, but I really wanted to talk with them. Well, my mind was going a hundred miles an hour, and my insides were screaming at me, Talk! Talk! About anything! Just talk! Well, after a few more minutes, the guys started talking. To each other. They looked right past me almost as if I wasn't there. Now I thought about how weird that was. Can't they see me? Can't they tell I'm not a pillow or a stuffed animal on the couch? I tried to talk, but all that came out was a sound like a frog in the heat of the night. 
Sort of like I was clearing my throat, but, but not quite. Well, the guy on my right started telling the guy on my left how funny I looked. And then the other guy, the guy on my left, started making comments about how I looked like a mannequin or something. Well, I didn't know whether to laugh, because I really did look like a mannequin, or to cry. Well, by this time, they were both laughing and got up and left. And there I was, feeling like I was very small and insignificant. I walked home by myself that night, asking myself if I could ever make a friend. In this episode, we continue our journey into the world of relationships. This visit, I want to talk about the making of friends. According to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, a friend is, and I quote, a person who has strong liking for and trust in another person, end of quote. Another dictionary put it this way, quote, a person known well to another and regarded with liking, affection, and loyalty, end of quote. Those are good definitions. While it might seem an easy thing just to put all those definitions on a list and then check them off while you're trying to make friends, but it doesn't work that way. There are so many emotional hurdles to get through just to get things started. For those of us with Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder, it can really be hard to know where to start. Well, as they say in The Wizard of Oz, it's always best to start at the beginning, so let's do just that. As Aspies, we're generally a bit antisocial. Many of us would rather sit in the corner of a room during a get-together wishing we could be a part of it all rather than actually participating. That's largely because we're afraid, afraid that we'll be found out. Someone would recognize that we act differently, and yep, there we go again with the same old song and dance of being noticed and rejected. That scenario is so often repeated that we would just as soon not go out at all than be going through that anymore. That's why a lot of Aspies give up and lay low, hanging out only on their cell phones or computers. It reminds me of something that Paul Simon once wrote in his song, I Am a Rock. He wrote, Hiding in my room, safe within my womb, I touch no one, and no one touches me. I am a rock, I am an island, and a rock feels no pain, and an island never cries. That is all too true for us Aspies. Now, I believe that being afraid of rejection is not the only thing that keeps us from venturing out to find a friend. We're also afraid of being ourselves, and by doing so, jeopardizing any chance of making a friend in the first place. These fears can cause a great deal of anxiety. Now, I know that everyone in life has to deal with anxiety, and neurotypical talk about this as well as Aspies, and they keep saying, anxiety is part of the deal, it's no big deal, just get on with it. The problem with that is, it's especially acute among those of us with ASASD, and leads many of us into cycles of depression. Here, let me explain. Most of us make friends by way of introduction. For those of us with Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder, it sometimes occurs not with introducing ourselves, but by the direct opposite. Someone introduces themselves to us. Oftentimes, we may find it's far too difficult to introduce ourselves, so we end up waiting for the introduction to come to us 
kind of like the story I just related at the beginning of the podcast. We figure if we just mingle with others, eventually someone will come and ask us our name. And while this may work for a few, most times we end up going back home with nothing to show for it. I used to think that to be someone's friend, you had to become just like them. That way, it was easier for them to accept you. Over time, I learned that trying to be a clone of someone does basically two things. First, it makes you try to be someone you're not, and all you end up doing is piling on more things to figure out. So instead of making things easier, you end up making things harder, and being a person with autism spectrum disorder or Asperger's syndrome, we have enough trouble just figuring out how to live in the two worlds we're in without adding a third. The second thing it does is that it doesn't really help you become more accepted. It actually creates the opposite effect. Neurotypicals tend to be standoffish because they simply do not understand those of us with Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder and the world we live in. So trying to act like another person quickly becomes an act of futility because you're really just putting on another mask to try to fool someone into accepting you, which never works. Well, so how do we take care of this? Well, the first hurdle in making friends is the struggle to be vulnerable. For those of you who have Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder, you're going to need to let your guard down just enough to allow someone to reach in. Sometimes we become so protective of ourselves that we forget that making friends is a two-way street. But for those of us with Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder, a two-way street can feel more like a superhighway because of all the information that's going on inside our heads. Vulnerability is something that is shared by both sides, both by the person speaking to you and by yourself. So you're not alone when you become vulnerable. Vulnerability can make you feel like you're exposed like your whole insides are viewable by the whole world, and that's simply not true. While those of us who are adult Aspies can hide our vulnerabilities by shielding ourselves from certain conversations, it doesn't really work for very long, and it can become a hindrance to making friends. If you'd like to make friends more easily, you must become more vulnerable and more open to others reaching in so that you can eventually reach out. Easier said than done, I agree. But here's something else we may be overlooking that can eventually be a big help in breaking that conversation blocker. We all have the fear of the unknown, whether we're neurotypical or on the spectrum. We all share the fear of the unknown when it comes to making friends because we all have to be vulnerable. So this goes two ways. So the person you're trying to meet is just as fearful of vulnerability as you are. So the playing field is even, and you're both on the same level to begin with. Now let's get past this initial comfortability or invulnerability and carry on and move to the next subject, which is, what do we talk about? Well, you can't give your life story in one sentence, so don't try. Most neurotypicals are not interested in your life story right away anyway. You eke that out in slow increments as you learn about each other. Take this extremely slow. Remember, 
Work this out by using one piece of information at a time. Speak only one bit of information about yourself, then wait for the other person to give you a piece of information about themselves. That's how conversation works. One piece at a time, back and forth. Now, I covered this on episode 12, which is all about conversation. So, you can go back and listen to that if you need to. Now, let's move on from here to the next step. Becoming friends with others is like a special coin. You need to appreciate both sides of it to really appreciate the coin completely. This is the same thing when trying to make real friends. I call it the friendship coin, and its two sides are called honesty and trust. Let's take a look. Honesty. The word itself implies what it is. Truthfulness. It's the act of being an honest person. Notice I said the act of being an honest person. Being completely true in everything you say and being backed up by everything that you do. This is a hard thing to do for both neurotypicals and for those of us who have Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder. While in most things we try to do our best to be honest, there is always a time or two where we might bend the truth a little bit and blend it with a little white lie in order to gain someone's confidence or favor or friendship. But when it comes to making a lasting friendship, honesty plays an important part. For all of us, those with Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder, or those who are neurotypical, being honest makes relationships go a lot easier. You base your relationship on the fact that when a person says who they are, they really are who they say they are. (laughs) I know that sounds confusing, but go over it slow and you'll get it. While I can only speak for myself, but as an Aspie, I can tell you that the temptation to bend the truth for acceptance is very real. Sometimes an Aspie can feel desperate, thinking, Well, I know that they won't accept me for who I am, so bending the truth just won't matter. I've thought that, but it's not going to give you a relationship, much less a friendship that will stand the test of time. For my fellow Aspies, I understand the want for friendship. I really do. I also understand that being honest and upfront, even though you may feel like it's risky, is the only way to go. Trust is the other side of the coin of friendship. It's the knowledge and the feeling that you can believe in the other person, not only because they said so, but because you've seen firsthand their behavior. Here are some trust builders that I've discovered work for me and could easily work for you too. First thing to remember about all these suggestions about trust is that it takes time. Don't try to do too much too soon. Just like I mentioned in previous podcasts about communication. Once you get the idea of the slower pace, it gets easier and easier. Another thing for trust building is to be watchful for overcommitting. I know how exciting it is to begin meeting and doing things with a newfound friend, but don't agree to do everything or try as well not to commit others without asking. Don't try to make the process move faster than it naturally will. Once again, it's about patience. Another tidbit of advice is that we need to be careful about what is called self-promotion. 
I have this problem all the time, trying to impress someone or make them like me by telling them all the things I can do all the time, even if it's something totally unrelated to what I may be talking about or doing at the time. I would think that the more they know what I can do, the better they'll like me. I spent many years doing this without realizing that I came across as annoying to others. Once I was playing cards with someone, and we were playing, and the other person was saying to me how they learned the game from their brother, and they got to be pretty good at it. Well, I responded with, yeah, I'm good at running, and I'm really fast. And you know what else? I can fly a kite higher than anyone. I could fly a kite to the moon if I wanted to, and on and on and on I would go. Now, not only have I cut off any communication of any kind with the other person, but I was also making myself untrustworthy by making claims that didn't make sense. The rule is, try to put on the brakes when you feel the need to talk about yourself. Remember that it's all about the other person. And neurotypicals, you need to understand that this is a real struggle for us Aspies. So try to be gentle as you try to keep us from rambling on, as it were. Once again, Aspies, your talents and abilities will come out one by one as time goes on. Try to relax and enjoy each moment as the moment comes. If you can do that, that will help you feel at ease with yourself and the other person and all your anxieties about what to say, and it really calms it down and helps you in building that friendship. One more thing is that you have to admit your mistakes. Now, for me, it was always hard to do because admitting a mistake was like saying that I might be unfit for friendship. No, actually, the opposite is true. It makes you a real person. It lets others know that you're no better or worse than anyone else, and it feels good to be able to admit that because I can relax and not worry about being perfect, because I'm not perfect. And keep in mind, the other person you're talking to, the friend you're trying to make, is not perfect either. Now, the last one I have time for is trying not to make promises you cannot keep. If you cannot do it, do your best to be pleasant and say so. I found that people will understand, and if it's important, you'll find a way to work out a schedule when you can do whatever it is together at another time. In all of these suggestions I've just made, it's important to relax. And I keep saying relax because really, that's the best thing to do is to relax. Take a deep breath. Enjoy every moment as you go through it. Now, I hope these suggestions help you out. Try to work on all the things I talked about and I'm sure you'll start making friends before you know it. And the more you work on it, the easier it becomes. Friendships are real funships, and they can really be a blast. Just like flowers in a flower bed, you gotta give them time to germinate and time to come up and strengthen the roots, as it were. Whoa, we are way out of time. So it seems like we just get going, and we've gotta stop. Ah, well, next visit, we're going to talk about romance. Woohoo! That'll be a good one. <laughs> Remember to please visit the Aspieland website. Just go to aspieland.org. You don't have to use the www. 
and there you can subscribe on the subscription page. It'll put you on a mailing list, but I'm not going to sell you anything. I'll just send you a note to let you know when my next podcast is coming, what it's called, what it's about, and maybe a couple of other tidbits as we go. I'd also like to ask that you please donate to the work here for the podcast so I can keep our visits going. Thank you once again for listening. Please stay safe. And so long for now. We'll visit next time in Aspieland. Thanks for listening to the Aspieland podcast. If you like this podcast, pass the word. This podcast is for everyone, whether you have Asperger's syndrome or not. Because the more who listen, the better our opportunity to become more sensitive and compassionate, not only to those who have the disorder, but to all humankind as well. Thanks for visiting, and I hope you'll listen again.